Hey everybody, I do trust and pray that you all doing well. I know that God has caused his face to shine upon us and for that we thank him for his grace and for his mercy. Uh, today I want to lift up this particular topic, uh, this particular thought, uh, and that is trusting the sovereignty of God. Trusting the sovereignty of God. Um, and I want to uh, sort of use as some background scriptures of Revelation 1 verse 8, um, Genesis 1, uh, and also John chapter 1. And so uh, let's dive uh, quickly into it. Uh, it's not going to be necessarily an exhaustive uh, uh, list or exhaustive teaching, um, but I want to uh, sort of skim the surface, if you will, of why we should trust in the sovereignty of God, uh, and then we'll dive deeper um, in later sessions. Um, so let's look at Revelation chapter 1, um, verse number 8. Um, the Bible says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Uh, Genesis 1, um, verse number 1, um, those first four words in the beginning God all right in the beginning God and then John chapter 1 uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made uh, and jump down to verse 14 um, where the Bible says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glories of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let me highlight that for you. <laughs> and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory. Glories of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Again, I want to deal um, with trusting the sovereignty of God, uh, trusting the sovereignty of God. And so in looking at that, uh, we have to um, define what is divine sovereignty. Um, divine sovereignty is the fact that God can do uh, what he wants, uh, what he wills, uh, when he wants and when he wills. Um, he has the autonomy, the full autonomy, the full power, uh, and the full control um, to do whatever it is uh, that God desires uh, when God desires to do it. Um, so it is the fact that God is free and he is able to do uh, what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, um, without checking, without uh, running it by anyone else. Um, God is in complete autonomy. God is in, in complete control uh, of the circumstance. Um, God has uh, this ability to exercise his dominion, to exercise his rule, and to exercise his authority over every situation. He has this ability to exercise his rule, exercise his dominion, exercise his authority over every situation. Uh, God's sovereignty then refers to 
his absolute and unrivaled rule over all his creatures and their circumstances. Okay, that is in a nutshell what the sovereignty of God is, um, that it refers to his absolute and unrivaled rule over all of his creatures and over and over all of their circumstances. And so um, the divine sovereignty of God, uh, we come to know, is a central theme uh, of biblical theology. Uh, it is a, a central theme uh, throughout the scriptures, uh, God um, oftentimes delegates authority. He establishes kings. He establishes kingdoms. Uh, and God also brings to ruin any king or any kingdom uh, that fails to submit to his authority. Um, the Bible thus presents Yahweh uh, as the creator God. Uh, with a sovereign and right rule uh, over his creation. All right? So the Bible presents Yahweh, the Bible presents God um, as sovereign uh, with the uh, um, outright rule over uh, his creation. Um, the Bible records uh, in Psalm 104, says, uh, He set the earth on its foundations so that it should never be moved. Uh, you covered it with the deep as with a garment. The water stood above the mountains. And so God has set the earth on its foundation um, so that it never uh, may be moved. Uh, and so what, what we see here uh, in Psalms 104 uh, is that power um, that God has over his creation. Uh, and that God is the one who has set things in motion. God is the one who has set the earth um, on its foundation. Um, biblical teaching um, that God possesses all power uh, and is the ruler of all things uh, is found and rooted in Scripture. We see it in Psalms 135, verse 6. We see it in Daniel 4. Uh, verse 34 and 35, um, and I think I have those scriptures queued up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Psalm 135, verse 6, uh, whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. And so that speaks to the sovereignty of God, that whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth. Uh, and so that, that speaks to the sovereignty of God, that he has the, the, the autonomy, <laughs> the outright control to do whatever it is um, that pleases God. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, sort of testified about this uh, sovereignty uh, in Daniel chapter 4, uh, verse number 34, where it says, At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All right? Y'all see that? His kingdom endures from generation to generation. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar um, says he praises and honors 
him who lives forever for his dominion uh, is an everlasting dominion. And I think that is important um, that we uh, understand uh, the dominion of God, the power of God, uh, the authority of God, uh, the sovereignty of God, um, and how that uh, or how that it is, is expressed over all of God's creation. Uh, scripture emphasizes God's rule uh, in three areas. It emphasizes God's rule, one, in creation, secondly, in human history, uh, and thirdly, in redemption. Right now, obviously, we're not going to deal with everything today, um, but uh, we can see the sovereignty of God in creation. We see the sovereignty of God uh, in human history. We see the sovereignty of God uh, in redemption. Uh, scripture testifies clearly uh, to God's rule over his creation. We see that in Genesis 1. We see that in Mark 4, verse 35 through 41. We see that in Romans 8, uh, verses 20 through 21. Um it also uh, testifies of Christ sustaining and governing of all things. And we see the governance of Christ in Hebrews 1 verse 3 and uh, Colossians 1 verses 15 through 17. Um, the Bible also then affirms um, that God rules throughout human history. Uh, he rules throughout human history according to his purpose, uh, whether it be from ordinary events or to the intricate details uh, of his children's lives. Uh, we see that in Judges 14, verses 1 through 4. We see that in Proverbs 16, verse 9 and 33. Um, and we also see it uh, in his affairs with the rise and falls uh, of the nations. We see that in Psalms 22, verse 28. Also Habakkuk 1, verse 6. And also in Acts 17, verse 26. Uh, scripture that uh, it depicts uh, redemption also uh, as the work of God alone. We see the sovereignty of God uh, in redemption. So we see it in creation. We see it in human history, and we also see it in redemption, and uh, that it is it is a sovereign act of God uh, in redemption. Right? Uh, it says that God, according to His eternal purpose. Right. Takes the initiative in the provision and application of salvation uh, and enables man's willing acceptance. So it is through God um, that we come to redemption. It is through God uh, that we come to salvation. Uh, we can reference John 17, verse two, Romans 8, uh, 29 through 30, uh, Ephesians 1 and 3, uh, also 2 Thessalonians 2, 13. And also 2 Timothy 1, 9, and so on and so on. And so we see that God's sovereignty uh, covers creation. It covers human history. It also covers redemption. Um, and I believe that the, the greatest model of leaning uh, and depending on the sovereignty of God uh, is found in Christ Jesus. Uh, it is found in Christ. And so when we look at Scripture and see uh, that Christ has modeled uh, what dependence upon the sovereignty of God looks like. Um, we should pray for the sovereign rule of God uh, to encompass every aspect of our lives. Uh, we see that in Matthew 6, uh, verse number 10. Uh, Matthew 6, verse number 10, um, the Bible says, uh, in the Lord's model prayer, um, it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, King James uh, says, in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, in earth uh, as it is in heaven. So we should pray for the divine sovereignty of God uh, to be made manifest uh, on the earth um, and in the earth. And so Christ models that uh, in his model prayer and uh, what he uh, establishes uh, through in, in uh, on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, but we also see Christ actually modeling that, that sort of prayer by actually praying with that mindset uh, when he's in Gethsemane uh, in Matthew 28. Sorry, Matthew 26, uh, verse number 39, where it says, And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, and saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Right. And so we see Christ modeling what it is to depend upon the sovereignty of God. He prays for the will of God uh, and relinquishes his will and says, Lord, uh, Father, your will be done over my will. Um, and so th that is where uh, we have to get to. That is um, the maturity um, that we have to approach um, is taking our hands off the situation uh, and letting God's will be done. We see this in the model prayer. Uh, we also see this in Christ praying at Gethsemane. It highlights the fact that nothing can supersede the will of God. Okay, Nothing can supersede the will of God. Uh, but our blessed hope is linked to a simple phrase of four words, God's will be done, all right? Our hope is linked to those four simple words, God's will be done, all right? And so when we come to the knowledge um, that God's will uh, is being done, um, it, it, it helps us in the long run to understand that uh, there's nothing that happens um, that catches God by surprise. Uh, there's nothing that takes place um, that 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 God <laughs> um, was caught off guard. Um, I'm of the belief um, that God understands in totality. Uh, God perfectly understands. God perfectly knows uh, what we are facing uh, and what we are dealing with. And so we have to end up praying uh, as Jesus did. Uh, and saying, nevertheless, not my will, um, but your will be done. All right. So we have to demonstrate uh, obedience to God uh, in his sovereignty. OK, had to demonstrate obedience to God in his sovereignty. I want to read this to you. Um, it's 300 quotations from preachers from the modern church. Uh, this is where this uh, reference comes from. I'm not reading 300 quotations, but that's that's the title of uh, of the source. Uh, it says, of all the doctrines of the Bible, none is so offensive to human nature as the doctrine of God's sovereignty. To be told that God is great and just and holy and pure, man can bear. <laughs> but to be told that he has mercy on whom he will have mercy, that he gives no account of his matters, that it is not of him that wheels, nor of him that runs, 
but of God that shows mercy. These are truths that the natural man cannot stand. So in essence, it's easy um, for us to uh, hold on uh, to the word of God that says that God is great. uh, God is just. God is holy. God is pure. uh, For we can bear those those concepts and those attributes of God. Um, But when we are 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 faced and come and come head first to the notion uh, that God has mercy on whom he will have mercy and that he gives no account uh, of his matters, um, that it is not of him that wills nor of him that runs, uh, but it is of God that shows mercy. Uh, and sometimes it causes us to uh, take a pause uh, concerning uh, what we just heard. And, and so sometimes it's hard for us to trust in the sovereignty of God um, because the sovereignty of God um, is, in some respects, offensive to human nature. Okay, uh, It is offensive sometimes to human nature uh, because we try to rationalize um, what God should do based upon our limited knowledge. But we have to realize that God uh, has a knowledge that, that, that far exceeds ours. And that leads me to um, the first reason why uh, we should, or the first reason today why I want to lift up, uh, that I want to lift up, why we should uh, trust the sovereignty of God. Uh, the first reason uh, is because God transcends all things. All right. I'm just going to lift up two reasons. Uh, the first reason, God transcends all things. Okay. Uh, we can go back uh, to uh, that Revelation scripture, Revelation 1, uh, verse number 8, uh, where it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. All right. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. All right. So as the Alpha and the Omega, uh, God eclipses the beginning and the ending. OK, now you hear me say all the time he was he's he's he was in the beginning before the beginning ever began. And he will be in the end in the end after the ending has already ended. All right. He transcends uh, time. He, he transcends the beginning. He transcends the ending. He's alpha and he's Omega. And also um, in, in noticing what Alpha and Omega uh, is, um, it is the first and the last letter uh, of, of the Greek alphabet. It's the Alpha and the Omega. And so and not only is he Alpha and Omega, but he's everything in between. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so God has no limitations. All right. Uh, he has no regulations. He has no restrictions. Okay. Uh, God has absolute authority over circumstances and over situations. Okay. Uh, that is the sovereignty of God. He has the absolute authority, um, the absolute uh, uh, power over situations and over circumstances. Um, there is nothing that 
uh, is allowed to happen that did not get permission from God first. Okay, um, the enemy cannot wreak havoc on your life um, without the okay from God, and and there and that that little piece there is sort of. Uh, does something a little bit to our human nature uh, and when it seems as if God uh, has essentially said sick them <laughs> uh, because when you think about it nothing happens except God gives the okay and so uh, we wrestle uh, with this doctrine uh, with this attribute of God with his sovereignty right so because God is transcendent we have to realize uh, this is why we can trust him uh, because because he's transcendent, uh, God's decisions are perfect and without the possibility of error. Okay, because he is transcendent, uh, his decisions are perfect and without the possibility of error. You have to realize uh, that we see things from within, right? Uh, but God sees things from without. Okay, we are in the middle of our circumstance. We're in the middle of our situation. Um, we are in our life. Okay, um, we 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 are inside of our circumstance. We are inside of our situation, uh, and and what we see uh, is what is with is what is right in front of us at the moment. Uh, but God has a, a perfect vantage point. Uh, because he doesn't just see what's inside it, uh, but he sees also the bigger picture and what's outside and what's working on the outside uh, of the current situation. Right. Uh, what I love about God is um, he's not too far removed uh, and, and sitting on the outside that he doesn't know <laughs> what's going on on the inside. Uh, for we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. Uh, and so he he understands also what's going on on the inside, but he also possesses what's going on surrounding the circumstance, surrounding the situation. And he has a perfect knowledge uh, and a perfect understanding uh, of what our situation uh, entails. And so oftentimes, um, and, and rightfully so, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, we can get discouraged. Uh, we can get overwhelmed. Uh, we can get burdened um, by our situations and by our circumstances. Um, but uh, what helps us uh, to navigate uh, our particular circumstance and our particular situation uh, is by trusting in the sovereignty of God to know uh, that he transcends this. Okay, um, I'm regulated by it. You're regulated by it. But he, God is not. God is not regulated by our situation. God is not regulated by our circumstance. He's not restricted by our situation. He's not restricted by our circumstance. Uh, he transcends it. Okay, uh, and and his and his sovereignty goes beyond it. His power and his authority goes beyond it. And so when we lean uh, and depend upon that fact, uh, it helps us navigate our lives just a little bit better. Uh, Isaiah forty. Um, there's a scripture there I want to read to your hearing. Isaiah 40 verse 13 uh, says, Who has measured the spirit of the Lord? Or what man shows him counsel? Whom did he consult? And who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice? And taught him knowledge? 
and showed him the way of understanding. Uh, in other words, uh, <laughs> who can know the mind of God? Uh, who who is it that God consulted? Who is it that uh, that made God understand? Who is it that taught God the path of justice? Who is it that taught God knowledge? Who is it that has showed him the way of understanding? I can give you an answer to that. No one. <laughs> Uh, God is the one who encompasses all counsel. He is the one uh, that we have to consult. Uh, he is the one that encompasses all understanding. Uh, he is the one uh, that encompasses the path of justice. Uh, he is the one that encompasses knowledge. Uh, and so uh, we cannot use our finite understanding uh, to try to uh, uh, to try to, to look at our situation and think that we have a better understanding of our, of our circumstance. No, God transcends it uh, and he understands what we are dealing with. Right. So we can trust the sovereignty of God, firstly, because God is transcendent. He transcends all things. Secondly, uh, the reason why we can trust the sovereignty of God is because God is creator of all things okay god is creator of all things all right so he he's creator of all things which means he understands the workings of his creation he understands uh the ins and outs of his creation he understands uh what his creation can handle what they cannot handle uh, he understands uh, uh, what breaks us and what mends us, right? Uh, creation <clears throat> is the, the freely purposed work of God. It is uh, what God has produced <laughs> out of nothing, okay? Uh, creation has come out of nothing and God has produced it. All that it is... Uh, God has produced, okay? Uh, the doctrine of creation states um, that there is that one creator God who has made the universe for God's own purposes, okay? That is what the doctrine of creation states, that there is one creator God, and that God has created the universe and its intricate details for God's own purposes, Okay, God um, has made it out of nothing and shaped it in a way that God regards as good. Okay, uh, so uh, creation um, is uh, created based upon the purpose of God. There is nothing within creation that does not serve a purpose of God. Right? There's nothing there. By happenstance, there's nothing there by coincidence, uh, but everything serves a purpose. Every situation, uh, every circumstance, uh, every encounter, uh, it serves a purpose. Everything within creation serves a purpose. And so when we come to that knowledge uh, that God is creator of all things, that he's using all things, um, then we can trust the sovereignty of God to know uh, what Romans 8 and 28 says, 8, 8 and 28 says that we know that all things work together um, for the good of them who love God to them who are the call according to his purpose, right? Because uh, 
God creates all. There's nothing that is in existence um, without uh, being created by God. Um, so, therefore, everything in creation uh, is put there by God for a purpose. All right. Now, there is a purpose for every situation, for every circumstance. There is a purpose um, for everything that we face. There is a purpose for every sickness. There's a purpose for every disease. There's a purpose for every down day. Um, there's a purpose, purpose for the grieving moments. There is a purpose for the sadness. There's a purpose for the joy. Um, there's purpose for sorrow. There's, there's purpose um, for hope. There is there is purpose for your, your high moments. There's purpose for your low moments. Um, there, there's purpose uh, for everything that God creates. Everything that is there uh, has been put there by God uh, and is there to serve a purpose. All right. Uh, but we as finite creatures do not always know, nor do we always understand what the purpose of it, what of an infinite God is, right? So we struggle with that. We struggle with under as finite creatures understanding uh, what an infinite God's will is, right? Because we see it one way, um, and sometimes we think our way is the best way, um, and and I, I dare I say, oftentimes <laughs> we think our way is the best way. Um, but there is a divine, infinite purpose that has been extracted by and produced by a divine, infinite God. Uh, and sometimes it takes divine, infinite wisdom to understand what God is doing. All right. Sometimes he reveals it. Sometimes he don't. Sometimes he sheds light on the circumstance. Sometimes he doesn't. All right. But we got to trust his sovereignty. Uh, we have to trust uh, in his way uh, and in his word. All right. So creation um, is defined as uh, the divine act of bringing the universe and all that it inhabits into existence. All right. Um, so uh, God's authority uh, is exercised over all creation. Uh, and the creature is subject to its creator, right? All right. The creature is subject to its creator. So if everything in existence is created by God uh, and the creature is subject to its creator, uh, then that means my circumstance and my situation <laughs> is subject to God. Like it, it, it may be hurting me right now. Uh, it may be burdening me right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I understand that my situation and my circumstance is in the hand of God and is subject to God. All right. It is subject to God. It can do no more to me than what God allows. All right. Let that sink in. Your circumstance can do no more to you than what God allows. And I might as well throw this out here as well, um, is that sometimes God will put more on us than we can bear, right? Sometimes God will put more on us than we can bear. Paul talked about uh, being in a situation 
um, that they could not bear him and him and other disciples, him and other uh, uh, preachers and, and, and apostles um, being in a situation where they could not bear it. Uh, and so sometimes God will allow things to happen that we cannot bear. And what that does is it allows us to then totally lean and depend on God. Because if I can handle every situation in my life, if I could bear every circumstance, if I could bear every situation, then why do I need to rely on the strength of God? If I can handle it within my own self, if I can handle it within my own strength, why would I ever need to lean on the strength of God? And so sometimes God will put things on us that we cannot bear to show us that he can bear everything. <laughs> so so, so dismiss the notion um, that God will never put more on you than you can bear. Yes, he will. He will put more on us than we can bear because what that does is it allows us to totally lean and, and depend upon him. Here's the true saying. God will never put more on us than he can bear, right? There is nothing that he will put on us that he's not able to bear. And he will bear uh, the heavy load and bear the burden. I cannot bear it. You cannot bear it. But the God that we serve, he is able to bear it, right? Uh, Christ is Lord <clears throat> over all that is, right? Everything that is in existence, Christ is Lord over. All right. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God. God in the beginning. In the beginning, God. All right. So all things, uh, John says, all things were made through him. And without him was not anything that was made right only god fully understands every aspect of creation um, for god is the source he is the sustainer of creation uh, god has formed and he has fashioned all of creation with his word uh, and he understands creation's uh, intricate details god understands he knows all right and so we can trust his sovereignty uh, because he understands, he knows what we're facing. Uh, he understands the intricate details. He knows how uh, it's going to perfect us. He knows how this, this circumstance is going to bring about his glory. He knows how this situation is going uh, to allow us to see him clearly. <clears throat> now, we deal with a lot, right? Um, and I think we have to really come to the knowledge, really come to the understanding um, that uh, just because we are born again Christians, um, that uh, that our life is going to be perfect. That's not the case. Uh, we face ups and downs. We face turmoils, trials and tribulations. But at the end of it, end of the day and through it all, uh, God is in control. All right. Trust his sovereignty. All right. He transcends all things and he is the creator of all things. He transcends it. He looks beyond it. He has a better vantage point than we do. All right. 
Uh, he has he has a better better vision of it than we do. He transcends it, and he is the creator of all things. He can he controls it. He has the power and the authority over it, and whatever it is, it is subject to the person and to the power of God. So let us uh, practice trusting the sovereignty of God. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for all that you are and all that you've done. Help us in this life, O oh God, to trust in your sovereignty. Help us to lean and depend upon you. Help us to know that you love us, you're with us, you care for us. Help us to understand that you're in complete control and you have the autonomy, you have the power and the authority over our circumstance and over our situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember um, that... Um, we have prayer tomorrow night at 8.30, uh, prayer call tomorrow night, and also fireside chats uh, on Wednesday uh, at 7 p.m. So tomorrow uh, we have prayer at 8.30. Uh, dial in uh, for prayer uh, and join us for an awesome time uh, in dialogue with heaven. Uh, and also on Wednesday, join us in dialogue with each other uh, as we uh, discuss um, our, our readings for the week. And I believe it was um, Psalms 11 through uh, 15. I'm not totally sure uh, what your assignment was this week, but I know it started with, uh, no, I think it started with Psalms 10, actually. Uh, so tomorrow we have prayer. Um, and then uh, Wednesday night, we our fireside chats, and we'll discuss uh, those readings for the week. Um, I do trust and pray and hope. Um, that something was said that would be beneficial for you uh, and that God will continue to keep you and cover you. Remember to continue to believe God. God bless you.